North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10. You've tuned into the Dr. Lowe Show with naturopathic doctor, Dr. Lauren Noel, where you hear the best in natural medicine, nutrition, and mindset from the world's top doctors, authors, influencers, and Dr. Lowe herself. Trying just to pop a pill for a symptom? You've got the wrong exit. Seeking doable ways to live a happier, healthier life and have fun doing it? Welcome to the Dr. Lowe Show. Hey guys, welcome back to Dr. Low Radio. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Noel. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm so excited for the show tonight. I've been wanting this guest on the show for quite a while, so I am grateful, very, very grateful. As I'm recording this intro, I am in a dingy hotel room in Sacramento, California. I'm actually going to be involved in lobbying with other naturopathic doctors um, to legislators today about how to solidify our scope of practice in California and just continue to expand more and more rights for us in this state to ultimately help people. So I'm really stoked. Um, you can actually join me about in my journey on this, um, over on Instagram stories and also Snapchat. So Instagram, I'm over at healthy low, um, as well as Snapchat healthy LO. So check me out. If you haven't been joining me on that, join me. You get to see what I do throughout my days. I'm actually bringing my phone with me and kind of showing people what I do at the office and, and I also walk through how to interpret certain labs and it's just a lot of fun. So definitely join me over on the social medias. It is going down and, um, let's see what else do I have for you guys. Oh, really, really exciting announcement. April 27th, mark your calendars in the San Diego area. We are going to be having a awesome party at shine natural medicine. It is the launch of our detox. So it's our detox launch party, April 27th from six to nine Thursday night. We're going to be having live music and food and giveaways and raffles and probably a cool photo booth. Last year we had a hemp artist who was, or sorry, henna artist. And she was doing, you know, some pretty designs and stuff like that. So, so yeah, so come and join us. Um, if you are not in the area, come and join us anyway, fly in, drive in. It's, it's going to be lots of fun. And if you just can't make it to the area, we will do, we'll try to do like a Facebook live so you can stay kind of uh, in the loop on our party. It'll be lots of fun. So definitely join us. Also, if you've been listening to the show and maybe you're really resonating with some of the things that I've been talking about and you want to look into things for yourself, maybe you want to do some lab testing, you want to have some support in terms of diet um, I would be happy to work with you. We have a whole team of doctors at Shine Natural Medicine who are happy and excited to work with you. So check us out. Um, distance is not a factor. We can see, we see you either locally or we can work from a distance. And so reach out and we are totally here to support you. And the thing is, if you feel like what you're doing isn't working, you're probably right. If you feel like you're seeing doctors and they're just not speaking the same language as you and you feel like you're not getting the answers you need, you're right. So listen to that intuition. There's more to it. And you know your body better than anybody. If you feel like something doesn't feel right, you don't feel as good as you used to, look into some things because symptoms are messages from your body telling you that there's something to look into. So um, please reach out. We're happy to help. Shinenaturalmedicine.com. 
holler at us. We are on standby to get you feeling like a million bucks again. All right, before we jump into the show, I want to give some love to our show sponsor, Organifi. Organifi really helps me to make this show available for you, and they spread so much health and love around the world. This this company is like crushing it with delivering this green juice everywhere. I'm sitting here at my desk in this Ramada Inn. I have my bottle of water here that I have poured my little travel pack of Organifi green juice into, and I do not travel without this stuff because... Let's be honest, you don't always have a health food store near you, right? You don't always have access to healthy food. So bringing that nutrition with you is what it's about so you can stay consistent. So I don't ever travel without it. I have these little travel packs, keep them in my purse. Even on the plane, I'll just rip one open, pour it in my water bottle, and I have green drinks everywhere. So I absolutely love this stuff. Even when I was traveling, um, my last trip when I was in Thailand, I came across a medical doctor who is a surgeon in Iran, and and I just handed it to him because he had said that he just doesn't like vegetables. I gave it to him. He poured it in his water bottle, shook it up, drank it, and I got it on video, and he was like, this is actually really good. So he's like, hey, can I have another one? Can I take one with me? So we're spreading the love everywhere. So you can get yours over at Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I. So it's not a Y, I-F-I.com. And at checkout, enter Dr. Lowe and you get yourself a fatal discount on your order. So you're welcome. All right, let's jump into the show, guys. So we have the amazing Lewis Howes on the show, and um, he doesn't need much of an introduction because if you listen to his podcast, School of Greatness, you're familiar with him. If you haven't listened to it, please subscribe and share his podcast with your friends. It's extremely inspiring. If you want to listen to a podcast that's going to really pump you up and have you see things from a bigger perspective and not get caught up in all the little details of your day, but you really want to stay inspired, this is a podcast to listen to, School of Greatness. All right, guys, without further ado, let's jump into the show and chat with our man, Lewis Howes. So guys listening, this is a little bit of a surreal moment. I'm so happy to have my guest on my show tonight. I have Lewis Howes joining me. Oh my gosh. And I have wanted to have him on for a long time, maybe enough to where I actually joined his mastermind to guarantee it's going to happen because he can't say no to me because <laughs> no one says no to me. So, um, yes, we have, <laughs> we have <laughs> Lewis Howes on the show. He is, if you don't know him, which if you don't, you need to like, just go see all the different, uh, podcasts on iTunes. And you'll see that he is rocking the charts and he's actually in the one of the top 100 podcasts in the world which is the school of greatness has over 25 million downloads since it launched in 2013 so amazing lewis is a new york times best-selling author of his book the school of greatness he's a lifestyle entrepreneur high performance business coach he's a keynote speaker i've seen him speak he's awesome he's a professional football player and a former professional football player and two sport all-american a current usa men's national handball team athlete and he was recognized by the White House and President Obama as one of the top 100 entrepreneurs in the country under 30. Lewis is a contributing writer for Entrepreneur and has been featured in the New York, New York Times, People, Forbes, Inc., Fast Company, ESPN, Sports Illustrated, Men's Health, The Today Show, pretty much any major thing to read. He's been on it. And he's just a cool dude. And what I love about him, and he's he's heart open. He's doing this for the right reasons. And if you've wondered, if you've watched him and wondered if he's the real deal, he is. He's a really great human being and doing this for the right reasons. So I'm just honored. Lewis, thank you so much for being here. Welcome to Dr. Lowe's show. Uh, I mean, I'm pumped. Dr. Lowe <laughs> in the house. What's up? 
Now, <laughs> I've had the honor of giving Lewis a few shots, giving some B12 shots. And uh, yeah, he knows the power of natural medicine. Actually, he just got some shots for a trip. You are going to Nicaragua on Thursday. What's, what's taking you? No, I'm going to Guatemala. Oh, Guatemala. Thank Guatemala. You. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for a, a, a charity that I support called Pencil Promise, where we build schools for kids all over the world. And what has that, I mean, tell me about what that's been like for you. you you've already built a school, right? I've built four. What? Four schools. And I've, I've influenced, that? I've influenced almost a hundred schools being built from the, the kind of the influencers and donors that I've brought in. So they've built 400 and I've facilitated a hundred of those being built. That's gotta be a little addicting, right? Like making that yeah. impact on these kids. It's nice. It's funny. You know, I was at a, what was I at? Um, a documentary viewing party with Tony Robbins for his documentary, whenever this was five months ago or something. And he was actually there. It was like the day before it came out for his documentary on Netflix. I'm not your guru. And the night before watching it, he was like sitting a couple rows behind me. So it was kind of weird to be like watching his movie with him. Right. And I would turn around every now and then and kind of see how he's interacting with the film. And it was kind of interesting. It's a whole nother conversation, but at the end he did, he did a Q and a and in true Tony fashion, he ended up just kind of like leading us through one of like a workshop for an hour and a half after this Q and a, uh, for about a hundred people that was in this, this room. And at one of the points he asked us to close our eyes and think about a few of the moments in the last couple of years that we had the most, that, that filled our hearts up the most, the most gratitude, like the most fulfilling moments. He's like, what are the moments in your life that are most rewarding, the most fulfilling, that bring in the most joy? And there were literally three moments that kind of like flashed before my, my visions that I thought about. Like I was trying to go through and think about other stuff, but it kept coming back to these three moments. And they were the three trips that I've been on to Ghana, Guatemala, and Laos, mm. where I was just spending three or four days with these kids who you know, don't speak English and don't have anything, but they're just so happy and mm. grateful and appreciative for a pencil or crayons or just have, you know, having the school open for them. They're just so excited about the possibilities and the, the potential for their life because of this opportunity. And so for me, it's, it's always a reminder, like I'm going there this week and, you know, I had to go spend 500 bucks to get four shots and they keep pushing me to get more. And I'm like, oh, I've got a busy week happening and I've got all these things where, you know, I'm going to be gone for five days now. And it's like, oh, it's going to get me off my business and all these other things. But I keep coming back to the reason I booked these trips so far in advance. Cause I'm like, you know what, when I'm there and after like traveling on a shady airline and like getting there and who knows what's going to happen and eating like weird foods, I'm like, it's the mo it's been the most rewarding times over the last few years for me when I do these trips and I, you know, fully give back however I can, whether it be financially or my time and energy to, to these type of these kids, cause <clears throat> it's amazing. So I try to, you know, really do this at least once a year for myself, go on a trip. And, um, it always is the most rewarding time for me. Yeah, I completely see that. As soon as I started traveling, I didn't travel a lot growing up at all. My first international trip, I think it was like 2021, and I went to China, and it was a good place to start. Wow. And uh, it was, yeah, I mean, just, just seeing a whole different world. And I just recently went to Thailand and Vietnam, and same thing, just seeing people living wow. the, the most simple lives. So, I mean, people who smile with their heart. Like nothing in the way between that mm -hmm. smile. It is just their heart and their smile. And 
and just such a reminder. So I love that you do that because I think that when you're such a hustler and that go, 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 like you can sometimes lose track of what it's about. So I think that's really powerful. Now you haven't always been this like uber successful dude who hangs out with Tony Robbins and watches his premiere with Mm -hmm. him in the room. So tell us a little bit about your upbringings and, and your, your story. Cause it's, it's so inspiring that you've gotten to where you are now. You know, it's, I feel like I'm every day. I'm very grateful and blessed. And I kind of have to pinch myself because if you'd have told me when I was a little kid growing up in a small town of Delaware, Ohio, that I'd be hanging out with my heroes and in the room with these individuals and having these conversations with people that I'm doing, I just, I don't know. It just, it just kind of blows my mind still. And so I'm very appreciative of it. And, I, you know, I grew up in a small town in Ohio. And I think the first thing that a lot of people don't really know is I left home when I was 13 because I saw myself going down kind of a negative path. I was, you know, it wasn't that bad, but I was like, I was stealing every day, more like petty stuff, like candy bars and like cigarettes or cigars or whatever. But I was stealing probably like, I don't know, 25 to 50 bucks worth of goods a day from a store, from different stores in my town um, or Walmart or whatever. And it became like a game for me. Every time I went into a, a store that had anything, I had to steal something. For about a year to maybe a year and a half from like seventh, <laughs> sixth, sixth to seventh grade, kind of in those middle school years. And I remember, I think a lot of it was like, I just didn't feel like I had the friends that I wanted or I wasn't getting the attention that I thought I needed or whatever. I was just kind of like unhappy yeah. uh, as, an, as an early teen. And my brother had just gotten out of prison. He went to prison for selling uh, drugs to an undercover cop when I was eight. So every weekend we visited, you know, this prison uh, visitor room. We had, to, we had to drive two and a half hours to go to the the prison grounds and, you know, go through the whole thing of like getting patted down every time and just like sitting in a waiting room and going through like metal detectors and just being around guards all day long. Mm -hmm. And just the process of that, the embarrassment, the, um, you know, the shame, the guilt, my parents felt and my brother felt and, you know, our family growing up in kind of like a middle white suburban neighborhood, there was no one else that we knew that went to prison. And, so I was just kind of like the youngest of four, you know, I never felt like I had the skills or the talent or the intelligence like my peers had. So I always felt like I was behind. I was in the special needs classes. And I think I was just trying to figure out like, how can I hang out? How can I get some friends? How can I find people that want to hang out with me? Cause I didn't feel like I had that growing yeah. up. And, you know, my family did the best they could. They were, you know, they all had their own challenges and they, you know, they did the best they could with me, but I was, I think I was a challenging child in terms of I had so much energy and didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> and so I started really getting into sports around this time. Um, but I was hanging out with the wrong kids because I was just made fun of a lot. And so I was hanging out with the wrong kids to try to like please them. And again, stealing all the time. And it got to the point where I, I got caught finally. And it was for like the dumbest thing. And it was, you know, stealing money from one of my dad's clients of all things, which was just the, the dumbest thing ever. I just put like even more shame to, to the family and hurt relationship with one of his clients. And I only stole 25 bucks. It was really nothing. But I went, we were going to my dad's client's house and I found some money on a wallet and I stole it. And then I lied about it. And it was just like, that was the moment where I realized, okay, 
I don't want to go down this path. I was doing other things that were bad, but it wasn't like building up to like selling drugs or anything. It was more like petty stuff. But I could see that, huh, I'm 12 years old and I'm starting to do like stupider and stupider stuff. I don't feel good about this. I don't feel fulfilled. I don't feel like I have a purpose or meaning to my life. So I was starting to do really negative things to myself. And I, my, my parents sent me to this like Christian camp every year for a number of years growing up. And this one year, for whatever reason, I met these kids. Again, I was like 12, 13 maybe at the time. And I met these kids at this camp who all went to this kind of private boarding school in St. Louis, Missouri. Like a bunch of them went there. Not all of them, but a bunch of them that I really liked. And I just built this incredible relationships with these kids. And I was like, man, they're so inspiring and positive. And the guys back at home that I was hanging out with are just like duds that just like smoke cigarettes all day and just like have no vision or purpose. And I was like, these are the type of kids that I want to spend my time with. Like these guys, you know, they're accepting of me. They're loving, they're joyful, they're playful. They're, they're like have great hearts. And I didn't find that where I was at in my my small town. I'm sure people were there who, who were doing it, but I just, they weren't hanging out with me. And the day, it was like a two-week Christian camp, right? The day I got off the plane back to Ohio, <clears throat> my, both my parents came to pick me up. And within the first 30 seconds, they were like, how was it this night? I was like, I want to go to this school. <laughs> private boarding school in St. Louis, Missouri. And they were like, absolutely not. You're not like leaving home. Like, no way. We can't afford it. You know, it's a private school tuition. They're like, absolutely not. And this is when I really learned the power of uh, vision and enrollment and inspiration and going after what you want with reckless abandon. I didn't really understand how to get anything I wanted besides like kicking and screaming and, and crying or something like a child before this moment. And I got so clear. And I think when the motivation is clear for us and we find something we really believe in, we can create, we, 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 we will make it happen mm -hmm. if we figure out the steps along the way. And usually we don't know how, but it's, it's first off having that vision, that clear vision. And when I first had that vision, I was like, I'm going to figure out a way to make this happen or I'm going to die trying. And every single day for the next two months in that summer, I was like, I will do whatever this take, takes. First, I had to kind of like convince my parents that I was going to, like I was serious about it. It wasn't just like saying right. something. Like every day I was like, okay, what is it going to take for me? And they're like, well, we can't afford it. And I go, well, I'll apply for every financial aid or anything that, it, that we can do. And so it's like, first they're like, okay, why don't you apply to see if you can get accepted because my grades weren't good enough. So I had to like do like uh, – school in the summer to like get my grades up. I was like so committed and I, and school became fun because I was like, I had a motivation behind it now. Mm -hmm. And like every day they were like, okay, let's see if we can get financial aid. Okay. Let's see if we can do this. Let's see if we can do this. Then you had to get like recommendations from people in the community. Like it was a big deal. And it came down to like the last week and they're like, okay, well, you still want to go? And I was like, yes. And I couldn't get out of my city and home fast enough. They drove me to St. Louis, seven-hour drive from Ohio. I'm 12 or 13 at the time. They drive me away, um, and I couldn't get them to leave quick enough. I was like, I'm in a, a dorm with 12 other eighth graders, right, Se yeah. eight, seven eighth graders. And I was like, I'm ready for this new chapter of my life to, like, 
be around inspirational people, to learn, to grow. And it was one of the most challenging, you know, four or five years going through middle school and high school at this private school ever because the discipline, because of the structure, because of the schoolwork, it was the most demanding experience for me, but it changed and transformed my life. If I did not go to this school, there's no way I would be where I'm at today. It mm-hmm. continued to develop this positive mindset, this believe in yourself mindset and discipline that has given me the structure and the organization that I have today to literally chase whatever I want. And I, and again, I think that was a big moment for me kind of telling a long story and wrapping it up. It was a big moment because, you know, there was so many, there was pressures to go back home. Like all my friends from home were like, Oh, you got to come back and play with us in the sports team and this and that. And I was just like, I'm committed to this. And it was a challenging ride, but it really developed me as a better human from this type of training I had. And um, I think each step along the way, that set me up for going after my dreams in college and show me what was possible as an athlete in college. And then set me up to go chase my dream as a professional football player. Then it just continued to say, hey, if you've got a dream, something you're inspired by, you can make it happen if you just put the pieces together. Yeah. And that first, but I never really had that until I went to this school where I learned the art of having a dream, being inspired by it, and having energy to inspire everyone around you that you're going to make it happen. Yeah. So, so for me, it's just been an incredible journey of learning how to take any idea and turn it into gold. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so blessed every single day, you know, Again, the people that come in, the opportunities are coming my way. Um, but it's like the bigger the dream and the opportunity, I'm like, yes, this seems crazy that I'm going to go after these things. This seems like so outrageous. But I continue to show myself like every six months, like, hey, it's possible. And just right. keep going. And now it's been, you know, 10 years since I retired playing professional football. And it's like, wow, like if you just do big things every year and keep going after it you'll see all the growth over the year, over the decade. And it's just continuing. Yeah. I love that you said that because it's so easy to look at your growth and go, Oh my gosh, I can never do that. But behind the scenes, you did a ton of little tiny little steps every day. You, we all, we all eat a meal the same. It's all one bite at a time. Like, you you know, you put your pants one, one foot at a time, or I mean, I would assume you do, you know? So it's like, we're all, we're all starting. We all are humans. We all have 24 hours in a day. And, and what I hear from you too, is that, you, you felt something wake up inside of you and you listened to that. And I just, for you guys listening, if you have that feeling, if you have something that wakes up for you, if you get that, that aha moment or that inspiration, that is gold to listen to it. That you can, because I remember that moment when I heard about naturopathic medicine, I didn't even know what it was growing up. I, I grew up on antibiotics because, you know, my yeah. Kaiser doctors gave that to me for acne and for all kinds of stuff. And so that's what I grew up on. And, and it wasn't until I even heard of this, this medicine, I was like, Oh my gosh. And it, something woke up inside me. And, and I, it was like, you said, this reckless abandon. I did not stop. I never even questioned it. I knew it was what I was meant to do. And it has me here right. on the air with you. This is all meant to happen. And it's just so powerful. And yeah. what I also hear is that you valued the circle of influence of being around people who are successful and who are uplifting. And I, my dad told me that from a young age, if you want to be successful, you have to surround yourself with successful people. So mm-hmm. can you talk a little bit more about that. How important really is that? I mean, can you be like, you know, the diamond in the rough and be the strong one in your environment or does it really affect you? And like, how important really is that? 
I think it affects you. Again, going back to my childhood, I was around these kids that were just stealing and negative and swearing and gossiping or whatever they were doing. And, you know, I don't know. If you want to hang out with those people, you're going to do what they're doing. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to separate yourself and say, I'm not doing this or I'm not going to talk about this. But then you're not in that conversation. You're not in that group for those moments. So I think you've got to make a decision. <clears throat> and this is a tough one for me because sometimes I feel really... I feel bad because people tell me I'm selfish mm. and I don't want to do certain things or I don't want to go hang out with certain people or, you know, whatever. And I feel like it's tough because I want to not judge and I don't want to be, you know, negative towards anyone if I don't feel like I'm, I want to spend time with them. But I'm also like time is all we have. The people we spend our time with the most affects us. Even if we spend time with someone who's negative for a little bit, it affects us. And I only want to hang out with people that are a majority of the time inspiring, uplifting, peaceful, joyful, um, you yeah. know, graceful people. Now, listen, I am, I get angry. I get frustrated. I get upset. I get, you know, I'm sure I, I gossip and have drama from time to time. I'm not perfect, but it's like, if I'm around more negative people, then I'll probably be worse than I am. Yeah. So I'm just constantly trying to guard my thoughts and guard my energy and make sure, and I've lost a lot of friends and kind of let go of friends that I really cared about because it's just like if they weren't willing to grow into the direction that I wanted to grow or talk about you know positive things, then it just doesn't support yeah. my mission. It doesn't 100%. support what I'm up to. Well, it's like, is it better to not hurt their feelings or to really have your mission carried out in the world and help as many people as you can? It's like, you, you're going to have to have difficult conversations and sometimes hurt feelings. And it's like, the love is always there. The door yeah. is always open, but you got a, a big mission you're accomplishing. So I, exactly. yeah. So one of the things you talk about in your book, The School of Greatness, which is amazing. Everyone listening, you have to get it. You talk about the power of visualization. And so what I'm wondering is now what you, what you have in your life currently, what of this did you actually visualize in the past? Oh, man. I mean, a lot of this I have visualized. And I remember I just, I just had Tony Robbins on my, my podcast today, actually. And I just interviewed him last week. And I remember telling him at the end that, you know, 16, 17 years ago, I saw him for the first time at an event that he spoke at. It was his event. There was like 20,000 people there. And I was sitting there for this two-day event or something. And, and I don't remember anything he said from this event, but he walked down the aisle one time off the stage and walked like 50 yards. And he just so happened to stand right in front of me, like four feet away from me. And uh, at that moment, there was no one, no one's energy I'd ever felt that was that magnetic or powerful before that moment. And again, I don't remember what he said, but I remember how he made me feel. And it's like he, he elevated me and showed me what was possible. And I was like, if this guy could do it, you know, after 30 years of doing this, like maybe I could do it one day. Yeah. And it was, like a, it was like a catalyst of a potential. I wasn't saying like, oh, I can do this right now. But I was like, who knows? Maybe one day I could. And, I, and that was the moment where I was like, I was terrified to speak in public. I was like 16. I couldn't speak in front of my class, let alone like a big audience or something. Yeah. I didn't have that skill of like, oh, I'm this confident person. I could barely speak in like a group of four friends because I was always the youngest in my, my group on our sports teams. And I just never felt like I was smart enough. And so seeing that as a catalyst, I was like, one day I want to speak in front of arenas like him and inspire people and move people to 
to go after their dreams the way he is. But I was like, could that take me a while? Because that means I need to go after my dreams first and make them happen. Right. <laughs> before I can just tell people to do it. Like I need to actually go live my life, experience my life, like go after everything I dream about. This is why I'm still doing things where people are like, why are you doing this? Yeah. Like I'm going after, like I'm still playing with the USA national team for a sport called team handball because my dream as a kid has always been to make the Olympics. And I've been doing this for seven years now. We didn't qualify in the last two Olympics. And really the only chance we have uh, for our team, because it's a team sport, is if the LA, if the United States gets the Olympic bid in Los Angeles in 2024, then we'll get an automatic qualifier. So that means if I'm, when I'm 41, if, we, if the Olympics happens here in LA, then I need to be on the team still. I need to still be in shape and ready to go. And yeah. then, I'll be, then I'll be an Olympian and I got to fight for a spot. I got to do everything, but it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a lot of hard work. First, we got to just get it in the U S and then there's a chance eight years from now. But you know, people are like, why are you doing this? And I'm like, because this is my dream. And if I don't at least go after it, you know, if something happens where I can't play or it just doesn't make sense or we don't qualify, I'm okay with that. Yeah. But if I don't at least give everything I have to go after my dream, then what am I doing? Like, what's the point of living if I'm not going after my dream? So I'm constantly doing things that scare me, that people think is crazy, that people think is unpopular or is not smart financially or whatever. Because I'm like, listen, this is my life. And I want to do this stuff to just show myself what's possible and continue to kind of close the loop on everything I think about as a child or... 10 years ago, like bring things full circle for me is very powerful. Like meeting Tony, uh, you know, I've interviewed him three times now, but meeting him for the first time and interviewing him was like a powerful loop for me to close because it was always a dream of mine to kind of share with him that story and writing a New York time bestseller. That was a dream of mine 10 years ago. I wanted to write a New York time bestseller 10 years ago and be in the front of Barnes and Noble. And I visualized it every single day for literally eight years until my book came out a couple of years ago. Yeah. And when it happened, it was like, it was a great closing of a loop because it was something I visualized and I would walk into Barnes and Noble every single week in New York city or LA or wherever I was living and, and see it and actually just experience me walking in the door, opening up and looking in the front table and seeing my book. So the day I actually went into Barnes and Noble and it was there on the front table and there was a group of people around me watching. It was like, this is amazing, but this is also what I've been visualizing constantly for eight years right. leading up to this moment. And so, of course, it's going to happen because I'm constantly visualizing and I'm doing so much work for years in advance to give myself the best chance. Now, if it didn't happen, I would have been okay because I'd known I would have done everything I could at least to give my best shot at it. Yeah. And that's the way I look at everything in life is like I'm visualizing the future of what I want to create and the outcomes I want to create from the visualization. And then I say, okay, the only way this is going to happen is if I have an amazing strategy, an amazing game plan, do all the research, and I execute 100% of my abilities to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And if I do that and the goal doesn't happen, I know I gave my best and I'm okay with it. And I think a lot of people... I don't know. They, they either don't, they don't fully execute. They don't visualize what they want. They don't have a clear vision. And then because they're not clear, they don't have this motivation. Like for me to go to private school was so clear on the, the outcome of what I wanted. 
And so I just said, what do I need to do next? What do I need to do next? And I took one step at a time for that whole summer to make it happen. But if the motivation isn't there, if we're not clear in our vision of why we want something so bad, and I knew why I wanted it. I wanted to get out of my bad neighborhood. I wanted to stop stealing. I didn't want to go to prison like my brother. I knew why. So there was a big motivation for me. The how became pretty easy because I just kept taking action and taking another step each day and asking the right questions and doing whatever it took. And it's led me to here. Yeah. And I hear so many things out of that. I hear that you had the vision, but you also had the game plan. So it's important to have both of them. If you have the vision without the game plan, it's just a beautiful wish. If you have the game plan without the vision, you get so bored. It's like, why am I doing this? So both have to be there. And what I also hear is you, at every step, you gave yourself the permission to grow to that next level because that's what it's about, right? It's like giving yourself the permission. No one's holding you back. You're holding yourself back. When we get scared, that's our own stuff. So it's like giving you, so what I'm wondering, too is like did you ever have that feeling of like feeling like a fake or like fake it till you make it or feeling like imposter syndrome like I I hear about this a lot for people who you know get out there and they're living the big life it's like sometimes it's like uh, I'm curious about that for you do I ever feel like a fake like do you ever feel like no I don't mean it like that it's just more like do you ever feel like maybe if you're putting on some shoes that maybe are bigger than what you feel like you can fit at that moment, you know what I'm saying? Like you're putting on the uniform of something you're like, Oh, like I need to stretch into this. Does that make sense? Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like all the time. I mean, you know, I'm I'm like, you know, I just interviewing Tony Robbins for the third time, even though I've already done it (laughs) twice. I was like, you know, I felt a little bit better and I felt more comfortable each time, but still a little nervous. Like the guy, you know, is a hero of mine and yeah, powerful. And it was just like, but again, it's all about practice reps. Like I've been interviewing people for four years now and I, I had no training or a clue what to do in the first year. And it was just yeah. kind of making it up as I went. So it's always that way. And every time I have a bigger guest on, it's always like a little scary. Like I had Wyclef John in, in here last Amazing. week. <laughs> and I'm like, this guy is a global icon. He's got the third highest uh, streaming song of all time with hips don't lie that he wrote wow. with uh, Shakira. And I'm just like, you know, he's performed with everyone. He's kind of broken everyone. He like, you know, he helped destiny's child early on when they were like struggling. He's helped like all these acts kind of break out and he's just coming in here and we're playing music. We're like working out together. And, and then he's like texting me nonstop now afterwards. And I'm like, this is surreal. That's Wyclef so is hitting me up to ask and, about and stuff like ray lewis right you guys are like yeah together now it's ray like lewis, yeah you know it's like i'm just hanging out with these heroes like ray was a hero of mine when i was playing football he was like a legend he still yeah. is but it's like now i'm hanging out with like larry king like one of the greatest interviews of all time he's had me on a show twice and it's like they reach out to me and it's just like what the hell is this world all about <laughs> kind of crazy and i'm so grateful and i think like again I've been doing the practice reps for, for, I'm just talking about kind of the podcasting world and that, that space for four, over four years now. And all I do is try to add value to other people when I have them come on and, and give value and, and never ask for anything. And I just find the thing that they want the most and I try to provide it for them however I can, whether it's an introduction or promotion or anything. And I think that goes a long way when you're constantly giving to people, certain people are going to receive that and, just be like, hey, you're a good human being. When everyone's trying to take something from me, all you're trying to do is give and support, and you're not asking for anything. Like, I want to hang out with you more. Yeah. And, that, and that's what happens for a lot of people. 
that's what I got. One of the biggest themes I got from you from our first weekend for the mastermind was just how much you just really want to give value to people. And if you meet someone who you see as an influencer, you're not like, oh my gosh, uh, let's get you on my show. Or how can you help me? It's like, okay, what do you need right now? What can I do for yeah. you? And That's you really help them. I mean, like Ray Lewis, you, you, you're getting him out there more with his message of inspiring people. And, um, and, uh, who is it at your mastermind? It was, um, uh, Dear Dick, um, Rob, Rob Dyrdek. Dyrdek. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So you, you, you do that. And I think that's, that's what it's about. And that's, this part of the reason why I bring shots with me. And when I go to conferences, it's like, if I Smart. give someone a shot in their butt, they're going to get more energy. They're going to feel <laughs> happier and they're going to sure remember me that I poked their butt. Right. But it's like, it starts a conversation exactly. and they already feel better and it, it creates that, that connection. So, um, you know, I just encourage all you guys listening that you want to, you don't want to be that taker. Don't be that person. That's that taker. Always go into a room and see how you can make it better, how you can make people's lives better. Um, because it's always going to come full circle, but I mean, it's just more fun, right? Like being in that life of yep. service is just so much more fun and gratifying. Way more fun. Yeah. And one, one thing you talk about in your book of, out of all the awesome nuggets you have is the power of your habits. You are a man of your habits. You stick by your habits. Yep. And I really believe that having structure gives you freedom. So what are some of the habits you do that you're real, you know, conscious of that help you to stay so consistent and crush it out there in the world? Mm. Well, I think health is the most important habit that we should all be focusing on. And for me, it's my most important one. If I'm not working out, if I'm not meditating and taking care of myself, the, the things I put in my body, then I, I feel it. I notice that I have less energy. I'm more irritable or frustrated or resentful. And so it's, it all starts with health. And that's why it's so important what you're doing to help people um, and you just did the whole 30, right? Didn't you, you're, are you still doing Yeah, I just did the whole 30. Right on. I did How'd the whole 30. I did it for 30 days and then I extended it for another like 18 days. It was, you know, it was great. I yeah. felt it was very challenging to, you know, eat, you know, <laughs> just vegetables, fruits, meat, and nuts. Yeah. But, um, Especially during your mastermind and all the things you do, but you made it happen. Yeah. And traveling. And yeah, again, when the motivation is high enough, when the vision is big enough, we'll figure it out, we'll do whatever it takes. And for me, you know, I've kind of been, I've kind of been like up and down over the last year. And I just realized like, I remember I had my event at the Summit of Greatness last year in Columbus, Ohio. And I like looked at photos of myself and I was like, I'm just a little sloppy. Like, <laughs> it's not bad. You know, I'm sure no one's really noticing, but I was like, I notice. And I feel like I'm not living to my fullest health-wise. I'm just like so focused on the vision, but I'm not fully optimizing my health the way I could. Yeah. It's not like I was unhealthy. I mean, you know, it's just more like I got a little extra fat around the waist or something. And I just like felt like I could feel it in other areas of my life. And I was like, you know what? I just need to fully like commit to this and make it bigger than myself. I was like, I want to be a symbol like Tony Robbins was for me, where it's like his energy was so infectious. It was a catalyst for me to go chase my dreams. Yeah. And I was like, I need to be able to do that on all areas of my life. And if I'm not, then I feel like I'm doing a disservice to the world. And, um, you know, I don't know. I just feel like I'm better than that. So I made it a, just a full on commitment. So I did it for 30 days and I extended for another, whatever, 15 or 20 days. And I had like some, some ice cream last week. <laughs> How'd you feel? <laughs> 
I felt like, I don't know. I was just like, all right, I, need, I just need to have some. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, how'd you feel after? Did you feel okay? Or did you notice yeah, that I mean, ice cream isn't? It wasn't that bad. Right. Okay, good. It wasn't that bad. I mean, I think if I did it all the time, I'd feel a lot worse. Sure, of course. I was like, I bet I'm going to have a big crash. It wasn't that bad. Nice. Um, so I think I'm just like, okay, let me just maintain it and do like whole 30 the best I can, but also have some moments where, you know, I can be in balance, but, um, and it feels great. You know, it's just a matter of making that decision and then yeah. sticking to it. It's not easy, but it's worth it. Yeah. So you talked about meditation. You talked about good diet. Any other the food habits? is the first thing. Yeah. Yes. Sleep is, I mean, if we don't, we aren't recovering our mind, the more and more I'm learning about sleep and the science of our brains. And the, if we're not optimizing our mitochondria, then we won't have the energy to sustain the things we want to go after. It's all about energy in our, in our cells and our brain and our body. And we need to have the right recovery and downtime. We can't just be on all the time, physically, mentally, emotionally. We've got to have rest for our body and the mitochondria to recover, to replenish and be stronger. And yeah. that, that comes with sleep. That comes with food. Uh, if we're putting junk on our body, it just, we won't have the energy period. So it's as much as it kind of sucks to be like, oh, I can't have this. I can't have that. But it's like, yeah, but you can have more energy by not having those things. Yeah. So focus on the vision, not on the things that you won't have. And sleep and then meditation for me is just become such a powerful tool. And it's just becoming, you know, very mainstream in my opinion, at least kind of like in my space. And um, people are talking about it on lots of podcasts and TV shows now. It's not, it's like this weird spiritual woo-woo thing. It's very mainstream and approachable. Yeah. And, you know, 10 minutes a day is pretty much sometimes a little longer, but 10 minutes a day, I can really put my mind in a powerful place of not only rest and recovery, but rejuvenation for my body, for my mind, and for the division I want to create in the world uh, yeah. for that day of my life. And I just feel like... If we're not taking 10 minutes a day to set an intention for what we want to create in our lives, then we're just reacting to everything that happens to us in our lives. And that's not a way to live. Oh my gosh. It's not a life. Yeah. You just li live other people's lives. I think it's yeah. the most important thing is starting your day. The first hour, just you not turning your phone on, not even looking at know. it. And do you do that too? What, when do you first look at your phone? I'm just curious, like your little habits throughout your day. Let's <sighs> I mean, I'm not perfect. Some yeah, of course. But I mean, the goal is to, you know, the best night's sleep is when I don't have my phone in my room. I put it in the other, yeah, completely the other sure. side of my place. And it's so not in my room. How do you balance this? Because I know that you are in a relationship and I met your wow. girlfriend. She's adorable and I, I know you great. guys are super happy. And so what is, how do you, um, maintain this in the midst of a relationship of like living the life of your dreams and also being with a partner and having two separate, you know, two dreams coming together. And so any, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know what, we're not perfect and there's definitely uh, things we talk about and work on because I have a certain vision. She has a certain vision. Some things are aligned. Other things are not. And yeah. it's, um, it's challenging. It all comes down to vision. And if, if people are willing to kind of accept your vision and your wants and needs, and I'm learning about things through the relationship, you know, every single day. Yeah. And the, you know, it comes down to communication and being okay with doing certain things. 
um, that make her happy and, and making sure that I'm also doing the things that make me happy. And if, um, they align in the middle. So, uh, I think it's constant communication and I oh, think that's yeah. the key for any relationship, but I'm, I am, I'm kind of, uh, you know, I want to be in a great relationship, but I want to have the partner, but I'm also not ready for marriage or kids. And so it's like, I also want to be selfish at this point in my life and really do a lot of the things, only the things that I want to do. And it's hard to be in a great relationship if you're being selfish all the time with just the things you want to do mm. or, or certain things like that. So that's a challenging one. You know, I try to be open and doing other things you know, in any relationship, you're going to do things you don't want to do. And same thing with the other person. They're going to do things they don't want to do. And you're going to do things you are, are want to do. Right. And I, uh, you know, I try to check in with myself and, you know, make sure I'm checking in with her because if she wants something that I'm not ready for, then it's probably not going to work out or we need to figure some type of agreement. So it's constant communication, mm-hmm. making sure that we're both happy we're both fulfilled. We're both growing, both loving and supporting and understanding that we're both completely different human beings with different backgrounds um, and different, different visions at some point. So it's just making sure like, Hey, I've kind of come to the place where maybe this isn't like the right thing to say, but we've had so many kind of like, you know, challenges that we're like, listen, we love each other so much and we want it to work out, but it may not make sense in this moment at certain yeah. points. You know, if you want something this badly and I don't want that at all, mm-hmm. I'm more, I'm committed to my vision right now. And if it doesn't make sense, then maybe for a moment we take a pause or we take a break or we reevaluate or we this. So it's constant communication. And before it used to be very scary to kind of be openly talking about like uh. if, if we're not together or what, you know, it used to be like a terrifying thing. And now I'm just like, babe, I love you so much. I want the best for both yeah. of us. And maybe I'm a selfish jerk right now for wanting things my way, but I feel like my vision is the thing I give the most to right now. And if, if that's not enough for you, uh, if you're not feeling like you're getting what you need, then I want you to make sure you're getting everything you need. And, um, so it's constant communication. Yeah. I think, and I think by being honest about like fears of the future and what's working, what's not working, the more honest, like it almost brings us to better together even more and appreciate and understand. Absolutely. And not making you wrong for saying that because that's just where you're at. And, and, and what I hear too, is that you both sharing your visions is so essential in the beginning because you know, how many times do people just get together and then years down the line, like, Oh, this isn't what I wanted. So that's important to come. It's gotta be the vision. Yeah. Yeah. It's gotta be the vision. And you know, with us, I think, um, early on, we weren't really clear on our visions with each other. We just like really started to like each other. And, and then there's expectations that are kind of set beforehand where you're like, well, I wasn't sure aware of this, but I love you and you love me and let's try to figure it out. So yeah, definitely being clear on visions mm-hmm. and, um, and making sure they're aligned because, you know, you're yeah. getting feeling involved in people and lives and yeah, it's, it's not, it's not perfect, but it's, well, it's all it's coming from love too. Cause at the end of the day, you really just want to make her happy and you don't Absolutely. want to, you don't want to be in something that, you know, you can't give the world right now. And it's, it's all coming exactly. from a beautiful place. It's like, that's just, I think that's, that's amazing. It's like, yeah. it's, it's honoring her and it's honoring you. So whatever happens, it's, it's beautiful. And 
So I've, I've actually been in a relationship now for over a year. I don't really share a lot of it on the show because I felt kind of like, I don't know if this is it, but like we're at this place now where it's, it, there's so much truth and honesty that it feels so good for both mm. of us. And we're in the best place we've ever been. So it's nice to share that now on the air. Mm. I don't even know if I've even said it before. So, um, yeah, That's it's right. just, we, we learn the most in relationship, right? That's when our stuff Absolutely. comes up, that mirror comes up. It's like stretchy or like, oh, but it's so good at the same time because I'm learning about it and you grow more than at any other time, I think. Wow. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, I think the challenge for some people is they're like, well, if this is going into a marriage or something in the future, then, you know, why are you guys in it or something? And I'm like, I don't know, but it, it feels good for me right now. And who yeah. knows where we're going to be in the future. But I think a lot of the, it's a lot of pressure from like society being like, well, what's the next step? What's the next step? Exactly. Just, like, what right? just being right now and not having, not putting any external pressure on each other. And I think that's a beautiful thing too. Yes. And, and you living a life where you are creating your intention for your life and what it looks like and, and be conscious of, okay, what are these pressures? Are these coming from within or from outside of me? So yeah. Right. So you, we've talked about this. You're a man of vision. I know that where you're at is not where you're, you know, going to be at forever. So I'd love to hear, are there things that you have on the horizon? Do you have these stretchy ideas that are really feeling challenging, but you like are excited, but kind of scared about it? I'd love to hear that. Mm, you mean it's just for my, my life or yeah, business? your life, business, whatever. <laughs> I mean, the Olympics is a stretch for sure. Um, but in terms of business, Every year I look at kind of the, the space I'm at and what no one's doing. And I think about how I could do something that people are just like, how the frick is he doing this? Like, I can't believe he actually went for it. And also something that's like fun and, and, and inspiring and fulfilling for me and, and creative and challenging. Like every year I want to do something that is terrifying. And, you know, two years ago it was a, it was a book launch. I never really done that. Uh, and then it was like a big event last year. Now this year it's an event, a book launch, second book launch and doing a documentary. So we made a decision recently that we're going to do a documentary and, and sell it to Netflix just because after I saw what happened with Tony in his documentary and then another right. buddy of mine, another buddy of mine did, um, a documentary on Netflix called M the minimalist or minimalism. Oh, I love it. Love it. That's on my vision yeah. board this year is minimalism based yeah. on being inspired exactly. by that movie. Yeah. And I just saw what it did for their brand. You know, they, they were getting, you know, I was always ranked higher than them in the podcast world. And now they're like top 20 all the time. Like just overall, they're just crushing it consistently every single day. And they said it was because of this, this documentary and the exposure. And I'm just like, huh, it's going to be the 10 year anniversary of me getting injured playing football and like having my dream crushed. And I have this big event that's going to be a thousand people in my hometown. And then I'm going on a book tour for two and a half months all around the world. It's like, yeah. would it be a great experience to kind of partner what Tony did with his documentary about his one, you know, his event. And then kind of like this book tour, like minimalism, if I could do a combination and talk about this, like kind of 10 year, you know, anniversary theme and figure out the right angle, then maybe we've got something. So I still have no clue what it's going to be. I have never done a film. I have no clue how to sell something to Netflix or do any of this stuff. So now I'm researching and figuring out all the steps. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're just going to be one day at a time figuring it out. And um, that's kind of the big, fun, scary thing right now. Now, your book is about masculinity, right? Can you talk a little bit yes. about that? Yeah. Yeah, it's called The Mask of Masculinity. And it's about the walls that 
men and women, but mostly men, put up uh, because they think they have to or they think they're supposed to based on a false sense of masculinity. And it's kind of revealing and bringing awareness to what these walls are, these masks that men wear, um, why they wear specific ones, how it all kind of evolved and, and they started wearing them throughout the years and why, and then how to take it off and how it's actually going to propel them to greater heights in their life, relationships and finances when they take it off. Um, and that it's not that scary on the other side once they get through that initial fear. So I'm excited about it. This is going to be my most important piece of work mm. in the last 10 years, I think. And um, I'm just excited to see what people think about it. And Are you working with Chris Lee on it? Is that what I heard? Or <clears throat> uh, he's helped with, yeah, he's, he's, you know, he's helped with some of it. Like an influencer in it, yeah. Yeah, awesome. yeah some, I interviewed him for it. And, yeah, he also did my training too. So if you guys listening, I did an emotional intelligence training that Lewis also did. And it's just, um, Chris Lee is amazing. And he's been on your show a few times. Yeah, 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 he's amazing. Uh, so we've got a lot of a lot of different experts, psychiatrists, psychologists, everything. So it's a it's a powerful, in my opinion, it's very powerful. So we'll see how it's received. I'm just uh, I want it to help a lot of people. So. Yeah, what's well, very very needed right now because men are feeling like their balls are cut off, and women are feeling frustrated yeah. because they feel like they have to be men, and there's just a lot right. of healing that needs to be happening in this area. So thank you for yeah. doing that work. Of yeah, of course. Yeah, I'll have you back on once once that's released. For sure. So, last question for you is. If you could magically put on headphones on everyone on this planet right now and speak mm. directly to every single person, what would you say? Wow, that's a good one. Uh, I'm going to have to use that for mine. <laughs> what would I say? How much time do I have? Hey, take the time all you want. <laughs> <time you> want. <laughs> what would I say? Mm. probably say that uh, thank you all for taking a moment to listen i feel honored that i have a moment to share a few thoughts and i've had the pleasure of interviewing some of the most influential people in the world the healthiest people in the world the richest people in the world the biggest celebrities uh spiritual leaders and there are some common things that i've learned that have helped them all achieve certain things in their life and i'd love to leave you with a few of them and use them as you wish. Number one is your dreams matter because you matter. You were born for a certain reason. You were put on this earth for a certain reason. You may never know fully why without blind faith of something, but you're here and you matter. And whatever it is, you have a dream inside of you. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to go on a journey to see what that dream will reveal for you about yourself. Whether you achieve the dream or not is irrelevant. The journey of going after that dream is one of the most powerful experiences you'll have in your life. The second thing I would say is that as a quote of that people don't care um, how much you know until they know how much you care. And all these individuals that I've interviewed and connected with who have reached the top it's not about how smart they were along their journey. It was about how much they cared about other people and how much they gave of their hearts. So continue to study and learn and develop your intelligence. But if you want to really make an impact, show people how much you care about them. 
And the last thing I would say is that none of this matters if you don't love yourself. And there's going to be so many different challenges throughout life and so many obstacles and a lot of pain and potential suffering that you could create for yourself if you don't love yourself. So every single day, wake up and give yourself the love that you want and that you deserve and that you need. Because when you love yourself fully, you accept yourself for all the beauty that you are, you're able to go make a bigger impact on the world than if you hate yourself. Thank you so much, Lewis. That was beautiful. It was magical even. I'm glad I asked you that question. And you can use it for your show. I'm giving you permission. You can have Perfect. it. <laughs> well, um, lewishouse.com, that's where you guys can find him. Is there anything else? Where can, is that where they can find you? Anything else you want to? Yeah, lewishouse.com. Cool. Uh, say hi whenever, at lewishouse.media. Well, I just thank you so much for being my guest. Like I said, I wouldn't say no. So this is yeah. on here because I, I envisioned it. And I know that this is going to help so many people. And I just love you for what you're doing. I just love you for who you are in the world, Lewis. And you're just, you're so inspiring. And thank you for that decision that you made to go to that boarding school and to, you know, make those tough decisions because people, people's lives are changing because of you. So I just acknowledge you for that and any way I can help and be a support. I'm all about it. So thank you so much. I appreciate you. Of course. Yeah, This is amazing. You're great. Thanks. Have an awesome day. We'll talk soon. All right, my loves, that's our show. Thanks for joining us. And um, that was fun, right? I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day or evening and pass on the love, share this episode with anyone who you think it would inspire. And I love you guys. Let's keep on rocking this thing. Join me back next week for another episode and have an awesome rest of your week. And we'll talk soon. Oh, I forgot to ask you, please leave me a review. If you haven't done so, please leave me a five stars, leave me a comment. And I would so appreciate it. I read each and every one of them. And, um, that would mean so much. All right, my loves have a great week. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Dr. Low Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. And for more after the show, you can head over to drlowshow.com where you can find the show notes. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share with all your friends. And please head over to iTunes and leave the show a five-star review and leave a comment. I read each and every one and they warm my heart. Thank you so much again for joining us. I promise to keep bringing you fun, inspiring, empowering content. Until next time, lots of love and I'll talk to you soon. North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good. And get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10. 
North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10.